It's your boy, Matty Kiwum, a.k.a. The Blade of Fantasy Baseball, and welcome to episode 16 of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. If you're a fan of the show, then you already know. And if, it's, if this is your first time tuning in, allow me to introduce the co-host of the show, Mr. Kevin Perdios. Kevin, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everyone? How are we doing? Oh, you know what it is. Just another week getting together, talking fantasy baseball. It's what we love to do. And as always, High Heat is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Check out all our written content on couchguysports.com. Articles are dropping every single day. And if you're new to the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button wherever you're getting this podcast. If the app or website allows you to rate and review, please help the boys out and do so. Please share High Heat Fantasy Baseball with literally everybody you know. Check out the Fantasy Baseball Market Watch Every single morning when the market opens, all you got to do is search hashtag FBB Market Watch on Twitter, and you can follow whose values up, whose values down, and maybe, just maybe, a little advice on what you can do. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other great podcasts on the CJS Network, shows like the FINE Pod, the Chasers Pod, and Suplex Biddies. So everyone listening tonight, I got to tell you a quick story. The other night I'm sitting on the couch and my wife called me Janice, you know, Janice from Friends. Because when our guests agreed to come on, I looked up from my phone and I said, oh, my God. That's right. We have a very, very special guest on tonight's episode. If you play fantasy baseball, and I can only assume that you do because you are tuning into a fantasy baseball podcast, our guest is a must follow. You can find his written content on spstreamer.com, the host of SP Streamer Live on Twitch. He is one half of the On the Bump podcast. You've also heard his awesome voice on The Sleeper in the Bust, CBS's Fantasy Baseball Today, In This League Fantasy Baseball. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo, Bases Loaded Fantasy Baseball Podcast, and many more. A true virtuoso at answering would-you-rather questions. He is easily... Hey, actually, he has easily the most Twitter followers out of anyone who's ever been on the show. The SP streamer himself, Mr. Michael Simeone. What's up, my brother? Wow, that was really good. I feel like you rival my host, uh, Doug Ishikawa, right there. Uh, pretty, I, I like, I like your your intro. That was good. That was good. You know, although you the, I don't deserve it, but thank you. <laughs> that, well, first of all, you do. Second of all, when you got the big dogs, you got to roll the red carpet. And I must admit, your co-host is one of the best hosts on podcasting. Doesn't matter the genre. He is the man. So you got to make sure you say what's up for me on the show. <laughs> because Mr. Ishikawa is very, very good at what he does. So we have another jam-packed show for you tonight. But first, you know we got to ask our guests. Michael, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners how long you've been playing fantasy baseball and how would you describe your GM style? I've been playing for I don't know, like 12 years, maybe something like that. Um, GM style, I would say patient. Um, I don't like to make quick reactions. I typically don't like to drop most of the people I drafted until like three months in. Um, I really don't like to trade that much either. Not that I don't, I do, but I'm, I'm a little conservative, I would say. Okay. 
No, hey, you know what? That sounds like to me is the kryptonite in my leagues because I am a gunslinger, an ah. overreactionist, and the people okay. who are patient are usually ones laughing at me when I'm making silly moves. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I try to be patient because everyone likes to react to small samples, but uh, you know sometimes you gotta wait things out. Especially in baseball, baseball is the game of sample sizes because you can get the data samples whatever you want depending on the sample size. But we have another. Great show for you tonight. Episode 16, like I said, is going to be fire. We have another edition of Aaron Judge Judy. Of course, we're going to hit the FBB Market Watch. Talk about a couple of players and what you should do. Should you buy, sell, hold? You know what it is. And before we do any of that, why don't we go into some news and notes? I'm going to start with the bad. You always start with the bad, and then you work your way back up. You dig a hole, you climb yourself out. That's how I like to do it, because... You know, it makes people hate you less, or at least that's what they tell me. So, Keston here was sent down to AAA, and his manager said it's probably going to be an extended stay this time. I think that's fair. He's been struggling mightily for, you know, past calendar year, I'd say, even maybe even more. So, I'm hoping he could find a little something, something down in AAA because his talent is, it's there. And I'd love to be able to, to enjoy his, 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 his work at the plate once again. Uh, last weekend, John Means. Video surfaced shortly after he was removed from his start of him kind of flexing his shoulder, and then he was promptly placed on the IR with said shoulder issue. Uh, they're going to kind of play it day by day. Uh, Ten days, they'll reevaluate, and we'll kind of see where it is there. It sucks to see he's having a career season. And, you know, most of the things said it was going to maintain. So if you roster John Means, I personally want to apologize and, and just be a little sorry for you because that stinks. Another thing that stinks is Cubs starter Albert Alzale. Uh, he's on the 10-day IL with a pesky little blister. He was also having a great year. Rangers closer, Ian Kennedy on the shelf with a hamstring injury. Boys, who the hell is going to get saves in Texas? Sorbs? <laughs> I, I would guess so, probably. Right? Sorbs has got to Not that you really want to own anyone else there. <laughs> I, I don't even know. They just called up a kid who has, some, has a little bit of potential, but he hasn't pitched much. And Zorbs' ERA is a little too high. You can strike dudes out. But the last thing you want is a closer with a high ERA. <sighs> Another thing you hate to see is the red starting pitcher, Sonny Gray, left, mm. his in, he left his last start with a groin injury. He was off to a pretty good start in that game. It sucks to see him go. And the rumblings are he's going to miss at least – Two starts. Nick Madrigal, oh, you hate to see it on the shelf for the 60-day IL. Had a, I'm not even going to try to say that word because I am not smart enough. But it basically, it's a hamstring tear. And that sucks for a guy with speed and contact skills that he has. And, you know, he's not really a roto darling because he's not really a major contributor in multiple categories. But in our points, maybe we love Nick Madrigal. So, you know, speedy recovery to you, sir. And I hope you're the best. Joey Gallo was removed from a game earlier this week with a groin ailment. It's worth monitoring. He doesn't have a game the night recording tonight, Thursday night, but we'll see what happens this weekend if he gets back in or not. They have yet to place him on the IR. Uh, now let's move on to the good. Start with the bad, end with the good. I don't know if I can actually say this is good per se, but I, I guess it could be. Jackson Kawar was called up. He was roughed up against the, the, the Angels. I think it's pretty clear that he had a nerves issue going on, right? All adrenaline right there. Crazy adrenaline. I was watching I wasn't watching the game. I was watching it on the uh, the MOP Gamecast and I it was it looked like it was mistakes. 
by the person entering the data because the pitches were just wildly off the plate. Even the out he got from Justin Upton looked like a pitch that should have been a ball had he taken it. So, you know, we're hoping he can settle down, you know, relax, calm the nerves. In game two, he's looking to get the ball this weekend, Saturday at Oakland. Not a good matchup. Probably wouldn't pick him up to stream him if you have the ability in your league to watch and wait and see. But Dynamite in AAA, good stuff. Uh, We're hoping that, you know, the Royals starter can turn it around quickly. Jeff McNeil, Trent Grisham, George Springer, and Byron Buxton are all set to start rehab assignments in the near future, which is great because all four of those guys are major fantasy contributors. Regardless of your league, you want these guys playing. These are some of the, you know, these all were top 10, 12 round picks. These are some of your best guys. Byron Buxton, I mean, he might have been the fantasy baseball community's darling. Everyone wants to see this guy finally break out. He's doing it. And then he hurts his his he hurt himself running to first base. So hopefully he can get back soon. Kevin Biggio and Mike Rostremski should be back as early as this weekend with the big league club. So you love to see that. Joey Votto and Bryce Harper are back. Speaking of back, Tony Gonsolin came back. Didn't have a great start against Pittsburgh. Five walks, but he had a, you know, he's got the stuff I'm holding, and he is a two-start pitcher next week. So that is somebody you want on your roster. Michael, you are our guest, so I'm going to ask you first, what's your biggest takeaway from this past week? Um, that Austin Gomber is legit. Um, since his blow-up, he has a 258 ERA. The K percentage is really high, really low whip, high swing strike percentage. Um, and basically what he's doing and is continuing to do is he's not throwing his fastball as much and he's instead favoring his changeup and slider. Um, they both have above average whiff rates. Um, the slider can induce whiffs inside the zone. The changeup has, you know, an eight mile an hour difference uh, in velocity compared to the fastball. So it all looks legit. And then most importantly, with his slider, he has really good command. And when it comes to sliders, that's what you need. So um, I think he's, you know, taken that step. And I mean, cores will probably end up ruining it all eventually. <laughs> but um, I think he's pretty legit pitcher, honestly. There may not be a more hated thing in all of fantasy sports than Coors Field. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's the it's worst. Horrible. And you know what? I wonder if he had, if he caught any of those rumblings of getting gombered on Twitter. That had become, that had <laughs> I so hope so. Fit. I hope so. And he must have been like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'll show you gombered. I'll gomber up these hitters, the Gombasaurus. And, and don't forget, he was, I mean, he's pretty much the focal point of, of the return they got for Arenado. So I know Colorado is kind of a joke of a franchise in terms of their player evaluation, but if they saw something in this kid, they wanted to get him, they brought him in. I don't know, maybe they can, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut every so often. Yeah. Kevin, what's your biggest takeaway from this past week? Um, Just seeing how this spider attack whatever the pitchers using foreign substance on the baseball really unfolds. MLB says they're cracking down on it. Um, you know, is that them cracking down? Is that a slap on the wrist or is it suspensions? And then the flip side of it is how many guys are actually using stuff? You know, we've seen in the Red Sox rotation alone, a lot of the spin rates are down. Garrett Cole gets asked, point blank if he's used it and he looks like a deer in the headlights and literally says I don't know how to answer that question um I mean that's pretty obvious if you listen to him that he uses something 
Trevor Bowers already had some baseballs again looked at. So I'm, my biggest takeaway is just how many, how many of the studs and then how many of these, you know, number three in the rotation type guys or in your fantasy rotation type guys are really using stuff and how does that affect them going forward? Personally, I think pitchers are about to get lit up for the next couple weeks at least. So um, advantage offense, but your team RA yeah. could be going through the roof right now. It sounds like, Kevin, I'm going to throw you some offers for some of your pictures in our Couch Guy Sports League. <laughs> Do it, man. I don't know. I Let me get them. Like, like, you know, because I, I, I honestly think you know, I, the pitchers are using something and the spider attack is a bit extreme. I think uh, I was listening to the CBS podcast. Chris Towers said uh, the the Amazon ad is a guy putting it on his hands, sticking it to a cinder block and picking up the cinder block. So, I mean, this stuff's yeah. no joke. But Crazy. I mean, Garrett Cole pitched Wednesday night and he looked great. And, you know, even Corbin Burns' spin rates were down and he had the best start of his season. So it's going to be it's going to be tough to exactly tell, but I do think it's hilarious that this all kind of stemmed from a rivalry between Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. They yeah, hated yeah. each other at UCLA. Trevor Bauer gets whatever, gets jealous, gets something when he goes to Houston and becomes a dominant starter. Says, "Okay, I could do that." Literally kind of tells everyone like, "I'll put some stuff on my hands and throw some mean breakers." Does it? Gets paid. So I guess I don't know. I mean, that Sports Illustrated cover was pretty intense. It looked like uh, it looked like the uh, the thing in Jurassic Park, the 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 mosquito that's covered in the sap. That's what the, the picture of the baseball looked like on yeah, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. They call it the next steroid scandal. So I guess only time yeah, will mean, tell. I think I do think the spider tack is a little bit extreme, right? But there's something like there's been stories of you know um, guys going through the minors or journeymen. Um, major leaguers getting stopped because when they're going through airport security, they have stuff on their hands that or residue on their hands that hey, makes bombs. That doesn't mean like, anything. I got stopped in Madrid once when I was on the way to Portugal. That was not fun. It, they kept scanning my hands beard, and having it, it on my hands. Beard, you know? <laughs> it was definitely the beard. And I'll tell you, if I showed you my driver's license, you would not be convinced that I wasn't someone nefarious <laughs> criminal. So I'll tell you that right now. But I will also yeah, tell man. you, let me also tell you my biggest takeaway from past week. This year is the first year I really kind of dove into fantasy baseball content, putting out stuff for the people to consume. And I put out some rankings last week. Mm. And I got to tell you, it, it is a wild and scary experience. Yep. Holy shit, man. I put it on Twitter. I put it on, on, on Reddit. And they, oh god, don't do that. Roasted me. <laughs> it was that. bad, man. It was so bad. And at one point I said, you know what? I'm gonna kill this gentleman with kindness. I was just like, That's oh, you know, try to sweet talk him. He was that was like water off a duck's back. He wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> we had a top five that had one different name in it, and he told me that I was full of shit and I our lists were completely different. So people are crazy, I don't care. But the thing that I heard the most backlash from maybe maybe deservingly so let me ask you this michael i had Shohei otani as my sp1 I, I i do my ranks based on points and i even put the asterisk so people could see if you are in the league with a dual eligible Shohei, what how can you not have him he's he's leaps and bounds points wise better than anyone else including the grom and the grom's the best pitcher on the planet don't get me wrong he's having a historic year and even with the dual eligibility 
I wouldn't be surprised if he's back to my SP1 next month. But, Michael, what would you do with Shohei Otani in a point to like that? He's got to be like – he's got to be top five SP considering the production. Yeah, um, I'm in a points league. I have a home points league, and right now he's ranked number one. Yeah. Um, but I think that – but I think it includes his offensive stats. Um, oh, but, definitely. But, yeah, I mean – but even then, it doesn't matter. Overall, he's basically the most. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you could really look at it from a numbers perspective. I don't know if you really should be splitting it in half. I don't really know. Um, but I mean, yeah. Overall, he has the most points out of anybody. Um, I guess the only reason why maybe people could battle the SP one is because um, he's injury prone, mm-hmm. and um, he's very high risk because he plays both sides. Um, they might limit him. I mean, there's just a lot of questions there. So I feel like maybe that's the only way you could battle that, but you have a point. I mean, again, I looked at my points league the other day and he was number one. So, yeah, it's, it's, and like I said, he's not the best pitcher on the play. If I had one game, I needed one starter. I'm not necessarily going to go to Shohei Otani first or second or third, or maybe even 10th, but right now his production is through the roof and you don't, you don't not make Christian McCaffrey your RB one because he gets a lot of production in the receiving game. It is what it is. It's a new frontier for fantasy sports. You know, we're start, we're, we had the Taysom Hill thing last year in football. We're, in the baseball, now we have the Shohei Otani, the split eligibilities. It's, there's going to be a lot of changes in the, in the future here because if people start doing more of this type of stuff, they're going to have to configure how they're going to make it work. And perhaps a universal DA changes some of that. I don't know. We'll see. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I put my rankings out and – I had to hide underneath my bed. I, I put my covers over my head for a couple of nights because I was scared. Maddie was scared. <laughs> it wasn't fun, but I'll do it again. Yeah, whatever. it's it's Something never like uh, it's it's never fun. <laughs> it's, it's like here, here, guys, read my stuff, and they're like, "Boo, hey, whatever it is, what it is. I guess it comes <laughs> with the territory. All right, so let's move on to the fantasy baseball market watch ad drop section. I got five names that we'll all kind of talk about. We'll give our, our, our two cents on if you should buy, sell, hold, you know, any of those actions here. Let's start off. We talked a little bit about Michael. You brought up Austin Gomer. Why don't we stay out in Colorado and talk about Herman Marquez, their, you know, preseason presumed ace. He's been on a pretty good stretch the last 30 days. He's got a sub two ERA. A lot of his metrics look pretty similar to his career standards. His CSW of 28% seems on par with his career. Uh, his, his ground ball percentage is up from last year, which is something you like to see. Expected stats, I don't know how you feel about expected stats, but his expected stats are not much off from his actual stats. You know, he's got a 3.56 FIP and a 3.69 XFIP. Uh, so I, I like him. I think, you know, you're going to get spanked every so often because he is going to get lit up at cores. But oh, like I said, over that 30-day span, he had three games at cores in which he pitched really well. So if I roster German Marquez, I'm holding Mike, what are you doing, Mr. Marquez? Yeah, I mean, you have to hold, um, you know, because even especially if you're thinking like uh, points leagues, I mean, he, um, you know, he's going to get you all those strikeouts. So, um, you know, I just wish he was not in cores uh, because the curveball is amazing and he, he would be. I feel like he'd be have to be a top 30 pitcher if he's not in course field. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to hold on. He's proven that he could be a viable pitcher to own, you know, even pitch when he does pitching cores. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
we know what he is. He's going to, I don't think he's really going to change. Um, and I just think it's a matter of, you know, if he can leave that horrible place, but, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, but anyway, so um, I'm not necessarily buying, but I'm not selling either. I would hold. There we go. And his barrel percentage is an 86 percentile, which is great for Corey's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that starts to drop, you can see him getting bombarded a little bit, but 26 years old, maybe he becomes like maybe the prime target at the trade deadline. And if you get that man out of Coors, and I'm not even talking about putting him in somewhere special, but if you put him in even a hitter neutral park, like you said, top 30, maybe even higher as possible. Kevin, what are you doing with Herman Marquez? Yeah, I'm, I'm, if you don't have him, I'm trying to add him. If you have him, I'm holding on to him. Um, I think Colorado is going to be a seller and He's throwing the ball well. His ERA is under four while, like you said, pitching at cores. Um, I really do think Colorado's in a situation where they're just going to be selling everything under the sun, trying to get anything they can back. Um, Arenado, I think, start that, got that ball rolling this offseason of kind of like, see you later. Trevor Story's not far behind him. Mm-hmm. He's not going to wait much longer. Um, and Marquez keeps throwing the ball well, which he is. Teams are going to need pitching. Um, I think he's a guy that has a lot of value. His strikeouts, like you said, are there. So um, if you have him, definitely hold on to him. If you don't have him, which 77% rostered, go get him. Um, try to do your best to try to get him. Trade-wise, I don't really know what you, you could, want to give up. You could probably wait until he gets bombarded at home and – then make you move. Right, right. You might have a little bit yeah. of time. That's true. Don't, you know, don't bring the break the bank for him. But if someone's, you know, willing to give you a good deal for the guy, go get him for sure. I think he he might have to bite the bullet for the first couple, you know, weeks or so. But once he gets moved in the next month, he'll he'll definitely be uh I think a guy that you're glad you traded for. Yeah, and that's and you know, just a little tidbit on that potential, you know, the trade deadline. Don't I wouldn't wait until you know mid July, uh, mid July here, where where the rumblings start getting louder. If your league mates hear that he's going to get traded, you ain't trading for him. So you got to swoop in now and, like Kevin said, maybe bite the bullet, maybe bench him at home, or just kind of ride it out because he's been good at home. So you know, I think we're all kind of simpatico on, on Mr. Marquez. Moving on to another starting pitcher, uh, Chris Paddock, hmm. kind of a polarizing name in terms of the leagues that I'm in because. Some love him, some hate him. Michael, do you roster Mr. Paddock? What are you doing with him? Uh, in in deep leagues, yeah, and like 15-teamers. But anything besides that, I feel like he's nothing more than a streamer right now. Um, and that's just because, I mean, so his issues last year, well, his issue coming into last year was that he needed a third pitch. But then he developed another issue last year with his fastball. Um, basically, he started moving horizontally instead of vertically. And um, based on what I looked at, it looks like he hasn't really fixed that. He's kind of the fastball is kind of in the middle uh, between 2020 and 2019. So it's not quite 2019 level yet. Um, I think he needs to still work on getting the vertical movement. And then even if he does that, he still is going to need a third pitch. Um, So, you know, he's someone that I would be just watching very closely because I feel like he might eventually click. And when he does, then obviously we, we see what he could do. He could be really good. Um, so as of right now, I'm not buying, 
I, I, you know, I, I just use him as a streamer. <laughs> yeah. Michael, you seriously hit the nail on the head there. We talk about his fastball. You know, he had a, he hasn't had a positive value on that fastball since 2019. It's better than last year, but it's still not quite there. And yeah. I think that translates in his barrel percentage and his chase rate. Both are not good. Very blue. Uh, Elsa frozen blue on, on baseball. Savant, <laughs> if I'm being more specific. Uh, and that's because I think hitters just kind of know what to expect. You know, that he's a fastball changeup guy. It's really kind of it. You know, he's he has started throwing that curveball a little bit more, but it's still not even at 10%. So uh, for those reasons and for everything Michael just said, I'm actually going to sell because I do think he has some name value in most leagues and you could get something for him. You know, we're all kind of dealing with the injury bug here and there. Maybe use Chris Paddock to fill one of those holes. Kevin, what do you what say you about Mr. Paddock? This this is a tough spot for me because I really like this dude and I did and I've been pulling for him. So you got to kind of put that fandom aside. If you have them, I'm selling or dropping them. I think it's just uh, unless you are in the bigger leagues or deeper leagues, I'm only in ten a ten team league, and then whatever our couch guy is, which is probably the deepest one I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't I'm play around. Yeah, and we play around. You those, those leagues, I'm still looking to sell or drop. I just you know. I've given up. I've given up on him. Um, like Michael said, he's maybe a streamer at best right now. Um, the really the only reason why the sell is even in the conversation is because of the name. And maybe you got a kid that's not really paying attention much. Who mm. knows we all have one of those guys. Who, yeah, right. There's a taco so in every can, fantasy league. Maybe you can Danny Angel and kind of. Uh, get something for nothing but that's old uh, danny age yeah. new danny Ainge just holds out until he doesn't get anything at all <laughs> and then quits at the end of the year so don't do that oh it's because no one would trade for, with him oh man that's <laughs> this Anyways, is a baseball yeah. podcast so we are not talking about <laughs> <laughs> we are not especially with the celtics looking like dog dude at the end but that's it that's it mr paddock what a what a far cry he has been over the last three seasons i remember when he came up with that cowboy hat they called him the sheriff he was the man's and then all of a sudden they annoyed him like some ticking time bomb like he was going to get pulled off the shelf by the padres and ever since then it just feels like that negative stink has just stuck to him and he hasn't really become the pitcher we all thought he would be so again we were pretty simpatico on Chris Paddock. Moving on to a, a starting pitcher that I personally like a lot because I just – I love to see his development over the last couple of years. You know, he went from a relative unknown to a really good starter for the Cincinnati Reds, Tyler Molly. Kevin, what do you have to say about Tyler Molly? If you have him on your team, what are you doing? I, I actually have him as an ad. I agree with you, Maddie. He's a dude that is just um, – kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like, I – He's out in Cincinnati. I didn't really know much about him coming into this year. I knew he was kind of there or should have been there, but um, not to this level. So, again, if you 80, what, 84% rostered, if you don't already have him, do what you can to get him. And if you have him 100%, you struck gold, hang on to him. Um, And Maybe if someone's willing to overpay for him, ship him out. But for right now, definitely hang on to him. Definitely add him if you can. Certainly. I like what I'm seeing there. Michael, what are you doing, Mr. Malay? Yeah, uh, I'd be holding, buying, whatever you can to get him. I mean, 
Um, he's always been known for his really good command and his fantastic fastball. Um, it was just a matter of him, you know, he, he worked in the splitter, which was okay, but he was really trying to find that breaking ball. And eventually he found that slider last season and it's carried over to this season and you can't really go wrong with, um, you know, uh, a guy who has elite command, some of the best command in the league. So I, I truly believe in Mally. Yeah, I'm looking to buy. And matter of fact, in my leagues, I am literally trying to buy if I can, because he looks great. And that last start out, he threw predominantly sliders and it worked out well. And you just love to see guys when they when they tinker with their pitch mix and it works because, you know, these guys want to find success and it's great when they do. You know, he's got 25.7% whiff rate with that slider. And I think you can see that tick up as the year goes on if he's going to throw it like he did in his last uh, start. Again, baseball savant page looks great. Fastball spin, 85th percentile. We knew that pitch was elite. You know, he's mixed in the slider. He's trying to throw something off speed. But I like what I'm seeing at uh, Tyler Molly. And I can't help – I never – I don't think I've read anything. I don't know if one of you guys have. You let me know. But, I mean, they brought in the driveline guy to Cincinnati, and he's kind of worked wonders with a lot of pitchers. So, you know, those types of things are great. I know Trevor Bauer left, but I think he's still there. So that's just good for, for their arms. And seeing his development, you know, he's only 26. This guy's got a great, great ceiling to him. So I'm trying to buy wherever I can. And I'm honestly willing to pay a little high if I have to. If someone understands his value and they put me, you know, they put rubber to the road and make me pay, I think I'm willing to pay. I'm okay with that. He's pretty good. Moving on to another starting pitcher. And if you're one, thinking to yourself, man, these guys are talking a lot of starting pitchers. Well, obviously, we got Michael Simeone here. What are we going to do? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? DHs, the universal? What are we going to do? We're talking pitchers here. We're going to talk pitchers. And we talk about pitch mix. Let's talk about pitch mix with this guy. Tariq Skubal. Man, oh, man. Guy made a little bit of adjustment about a month ago. Started throwing that slider a little bit hard. And bam, wow, the difference you've seen. I don't think he's had less than, I think maybe at one start over the past five, he's had less than eight Ks. This guy looks great. Now in the season, he's got 11.33 K per nine. Badass. He looks good. And I like this. I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. He's still not rostered in a ton of places. He's less than 30% rostered pretty much across the board. I'm looking to add because this pitch mix looks legit and don't for don't sleep on the Tigers home stadium. Great for pitchers. So I, I like three school. I'm picking them up. And when you look at kind of the metrics, I, I think it backs up a little bit. Kevin, what you going to do with Mr. Scooble? Yeah. I'm, you just convinced me really. I, I looked again at, Oh, are you talking about convincing um, boy? Wait till later on in the show. I'm going to do a lot more convincing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, you know, coming in, I, I had him as a watch and then it kind of went back through it as we were talking about him. I'm, I'm looking at for sure. Um, next starts against the White Sox. Last time out against him, won five innings, 11 Ks and only allowed one earned run. The walks was kind of what threw me. Um, again, same with the Yankees, his previous start to that. Six innings, eight Ks, three walks. And I think the walks is really why I was on the fence but yeah he does have a tad bit of a walking issue it is uh i think it's a career high in terms of walks per nine yeah it is i mean he's got a short sample size so but still something that he can work on and something a young pitcher typically does work on so yeah definitely yeah i i I think i'm adding them especially with the injuries and people kind of dropping like flies here um if you're coming into the weekend and you really need to kind of hit lightning strike lightning in a bottle whatever that saying is uh, catch lightning in a bottle, take a shot on this kid. Um, I think you could you get lucky for sure. 
Absolutely. Michael, tell the people what they should do if they roster my uh, Tory Scoble. And if they don't, what should they do? Should they go get him? Maybe <laughs> yeah, get him? You, you definitely got to get him. Um, uh, talk about pitch mix change. I mean, what he basically did was he came out throwing this new pitch, a splitter, and it just wasn't any good. Um, and it was getting killed against right-handed hitters, and he really needed a third pitch to throw against them. So uh, he started upping his changeup, which made a lot of sense. He went to driveline in the offseason to work mm-hmm. on it. Um, so I was kind of waiting for him to do that. Finally did that, started pitching a lot better, and now he's starting to throw in a two-seam as well out of nowhere. Um, and uh, that's working for him now. His last two starts, he's been throwing it, and that's just like – put him to another level. Um, so he's broadening his arsenal. Um, now he can really attack right-handed hitters and left-handed hitters. And, um, you know, I, I can't see anything holding him back at this point. Tigers future looking bright with their rotation. Casey Mize looking good. Three school will not looking good. Matt Manning, not really doing his part in AAA, but you know, his profile and you know how good he can be. So when they get that big three up and who knows, Maybe they go ahead and draft Kumar Rocker and just decide to blow Don't all of care. our faces off with their rotation. Stop that. Uh, Stop Jack Leiter. Let's say Jack Leiter. I want I, – I, as a Sox fan, I want Rocker. I think he's a little bit more polished. I, I know I'm in the in the minority there, but that's fine. We, we won't get into that. You know, draft stuff. Shameless, we'll shameless do that later. plug. Shameless plug. Check out Coach Dad Sports tomorrow morning. Oh, my. I am always the driver of the bus that goes to Shameless Plug City. I am so excited to see my man Kevin taking the wheel because Shameless Plug City is just someplace you got to go every episode. All right, so we've talked starters. We're going to have to talk one hitter with you, Michael. You know, we, I know you're the pitching guy. You're great at, at analyzing pitches, but we're going to throw in one hitter. So why don't you tell us about Mr. Jonathan India and what would you do if he was, uh, you know, frolicking about in your league? <laughs> Um, I would just kind of watch him. I mean, um, he makes really good contact, decent WRC plus above average Woba, the high OBB, OBP helps. Um, I think the average stays mediocre. He's got a little bit of pop. The ground ball rate's a little high though. I mean, could we see like 15 home runs, 10 bags probably, um, but nothing special, honestly. Kevin, what say you, my man? Yeah, I'm, I have a watch for sure. Um, again, I like that second base, third base eligibility. Um, has a little bit of pop, again, like Michael said. So nothing too crazy, nothing worth, you know, breaking the bank over. Um, but definitely injury bug is well and up there and taking people down. So if you need a second baseman for a couple weeks or a third baseman for a couple weeks, add them, but don't. Don't go crazy trying to get this dude. Just watch him. He's still only hitting 257. Still only has five home runs. He's an average dude right now, but hopefully we're catching on a hot streak. But I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not crazy about him yet. I'm just watching him. Um, I'm actually looking to add uh, in deeper leagues you know shallow leagues you have better options options a little bit more pizzazz if you will uh but these three metrics just kind of stick out to me as something i like to see out of a a younger guy you know polished college bat k percentage it's above average 66 percentile walk percentage even better 72nd percentile and this is my favorite the chase rate is at 78 percentile so he's he's 
has pretty good plate IQ for a young guy. And I think the power comes and even right now, you know, 155 ISO uh, better than most projection systems had him. Uh, I like what I'm seeing and I love the home ballpark and I love that lineup. Jesse Winker, AKA the Twitter, Barry Bonds, just unbelievable right now. Nick Castellanos swag through the roof backs up, backs up with production. Joey Votto's back and they actually got Mr. India batting leadoff. Uh, he's had a, a little bit of a rough couple of days in the past two, but that's fine. It's going to happen with young guys. I like India, and in deeper leagues, I'm actually looking to add. Fellas, that wraps up our ad drops this, uh, part of the show, the FBB Market Watch part of the show. Let's move on to the – we had a little bit of the, uh, the side dishes, had a little bit of French fries, had a little bit of the coleslaw. Let's move on to that main dish, that nice pulled pork sandwich. We have the second installment – of America's favorite new show, Aaron Judge Judy. And we're going to do it a little differently. Last time we had one judge, he played the all-time judge, and me and Kevin went back and forth. Today we're going to have a rotating judge. We'll go, we'll go ahead and rotate through. We all have streamers for you guys next week, and the judge will tell you, should you pick this or that? I mean, what are we going to do? Not, we have the SP streamer on. We're going to talk streamers for you guys next week because that is the tidbit that will help you win your fantasy matchup. Who wants to be the judge first? I'll take it. You can be the judge? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Kevin, do you want to be the plaintiff or the other one? I'm drawing with defensive. What the hell is it called? The other guy. <laughs> do you want to go first or second is what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were getting at. I knew I just wanted Lawyer to. Lawyer talk. <laughs> this isn't a lawyer podcast you know what i know words are hard for you so uh they are my, <laughs> they are my, my best strategy right now is to let you try to struggle through this so you can go first oh big big mistake sir okay <laughs> judge Simeon, you need a starter next week you need somebody to help you out i got somebody who's starting twice Yes, his first matchup is against the Chicago White Sox, but that second matchup, that second matchup looks a whole lot better. And I'm talking about left-handed flamethrower from the Tampa Bay Rays, Shane McClanahan. You know, he's got roughed up in his last two starts, but that's okay because my man's got an 11.23K per nine. His left on base percentage is 77%, so it's not like he's – out there at a 90% clip. It doesn't, it, he's not out there getting lucky. XFIP of 3.11. How does that sound? That sounds pretty, pretty damn good. I'd have to say so myself. And a Sierra of 3.47. My Lanta. That's good stuff. 96 percentile whiff rate. Mm, not bad, eh? 78 percentile K percentage. I love this. Key. He's got a four pitch mix. He's throwing extremely hard. I think he's got one of the hardest fastballs in baseball uh, from the left side at 97.2. Shane McClanahan, you want a streamer? This is your guy. <laughs> Boom, you wanted me to go first, baby. That's what happens. I get the smoke. All right, all right. The floor Let's hear yours, Mr. Right, Perdios, right. Squire right. Perdios. I'm not going to feed you all these numbers and try to confuse you with, you know, all these analytics and that BS. I'm going to come straight at you, all right? This guy has been in the league forever, 
All right. It always seems his name always pops up. He's a pitcher. And there's a different word between a thrower and a pitcher. He's a pitcher. He knows how to get through games. He knows how to kind of battle through stuff. Um, I'm going with my man, Adam Wainwright. All right. Again, I think the spider tack stuff is coming into play. Adam Wainwright's a veteran that this is a guy you can consistently rely on. He's a veteran. He's a pitcher. He knows how to go and get guys out no matter what. Over his last seven starts, he's four and two. Has a four ERA. Yeah, seems a little high. But again, it's a streamer. We're not relying on this guy for a, to run our rotation. All right. 45 innings pitched, 35 strikeouts, only 13 walks. He has control. He's going to get you innings and he's going to get you strikeouts. If you need the, if you need consistency, this is your man. All right. You can trust him. He'll get the job done for you. Also, he is thrown twice next week as well. So. You've been practicing, Mr. Perdios. <laughs> Holy cannoli. Home team always wins, baby. That's why you got to go second. <laughs> All right. I, I think I'm uh, go ahead, judge. So, um, am I supposed to go based off arguments or my actual opinion on a little bit of both? You're the judge. You do what you want. Okay. All right. Um, I think Maddie was slightly more convincing, but I think Kevin has the right pick. Um, Maddie McClanahan's a lefty and he's facing the White Sox. The White Sox are like one of the best offenses against lefties. It's true. And Kevin, something that you probably should have mentioned is that Adam, Adam Wainwright at home this year has a 2.62 year array with a 17 K walk percentage. And um, the Miami Marlins are terrible against righties. So Wainwright makes a ton of uh, sense there. Yeah. So, I, was, I was rolling and just completely forgot he was pitching against the Marlins. I have it down. And... <laughs> um, I was rolling. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, sorry, Maddie, but I got Kevin here. Ah! <laughs> Fair enough. He did a great job. He did a great job. He highlighted his guy, you know. And it, it, listen, McClanahan, if you got him on your roster, you might want to do a little dip and dive, you know, dip, dip, dive, dodge, and dodge, or whatever the saying is from dodgeball, because that first start is rough, but the second start's a whole lot better. So uh, let's go to the next thing. Kevin, you won. So I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to be the judge, or do you want me to be the judge this round? Um, I'll be the judge. I'll be the judge. All right. So, all right. So I get to be the judge next time. Okay. Okay. All right. Michael, would you like to go first or second? You go first. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. My next, let me judge Perdios, Mr. Judge, your honor. You are looking mighty handsome today. I may add all you listeners are being deprived of the non-video quality because my man, I said, hey, time out. Can, judge, can I get a sidebar? No. Can, please, just one quick sidebar. I got I got to get sure. off the top. Sure. M- Michael, does does Kevin not look like Lance McCullers? Oh, yeah. We've he been does. saying this for episodes. My man looks like Lance McCullers. Now that I, yeah, now you say it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, boom. Lance, I, 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 judge McCullers. Sir, your honor. I'm going to talk about a veteran. You just talked about a veteran. He pitches on the West Coast. He just came back from injury a couple weeks ago. Talk about Alex Peach Cobbler. Alex Cobb. 
My man is tossing that split finger, and he does not care about anyone. He is throwing at pitch 40% of the time, and it's a good, really, really good pitch. Two things that I just love to see on any pitcher, and Alex Cobb has it in spades, a 94th percentile barrel percentage, so he's just really not getting sized up. And he's in the 98th percentile on chase rate, so he's getting batters to go after pitches that they don't really want to go after. And that's just exactly what that split finger does. 37.2 whip percentage on that split finger. Whoa, that's pretty good. Expected batting average on that split finger, 184. Hitters aren't even hitting the Mendoza line when he's throwing that pitch. And like I said, he's throwing that pitch 40% of the time. He's only got one start next week because he's pitching this weekend against the Diamondbacks. So maybe you get a little bit of extra chance to pick him up if he doesn't necessarily dazzle. But the man's a professional, gave up five earned runs in his last start, but still gave you seven strong. So if you're in a points league, that stuff is invaluable. Alex Cobb, he's the guy you want. He's the guy you need. But is he the right choice? I guess only time will tell. Alex? Alex? Please just, just don't lay me down. Michael, the floor is yours. Who is his opponent? I think I missed that. I don't even know if you mentioned it. I didn't mention it, but you go. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I drew right. a huge um, blank. Listen. Side all right, judge, uh, Kevin. Judge, judge, I got my bourbon here. Okay. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to litter you with comments to try and win this like, uh, you know, Maddie over here did. <laughs> did, uh, meanwhile, he doesn't even know who his pitcher's facing, nonetheless. Well, um, keep rambling because I'll look it up and then I'll come back and just, interject with just, pitch just because of that. I'm going to go out of the box here and try and try and win this on a pitcher that I probably know Detroit. He's pitching against Detroit. That's a great matchup. Oh, you gave me too much time, Michael. <laughs> and um, I'm going to go with George Lopez. So George Lopez is going against Cleveland, right? I, I actually know the opponent. You know, I don't have to look it up for 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> don't do me like so he's that. facing Cleveland, and Cleveland takes advantage of lefties, but George Lopez is righty. Cleveland versus right-handed pitchers in the last 30 days only have an 83 WRC+, plus, a 369 slugging, and a 283 Woba. So they can't really hit righty pitching. And I don't know if you know this, but George Lopez in his last four starts has a 3.68 ERA, a 21.1 strikeout rate, and he has been keeping the ball in the park. So you take a Cleveland offense that can't really explode overall, no matter who they're playing. They struggle against righties, and George Lopez is hot in his last four starts. Makes a ton of sense to me. Are you a lawyer by day? No. (laughs) <laughs> do you watch a lot of law and order because that was damn good michael <laughs> it was all right i probably should have said that after he made his decision not really smart <laughs> on my part no it's okay maddie i mean i think we both know the the clear winner of this one um <laughs> you know maddie you left out a key key aspect i got and yeah fair. your 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 opponent pointed it out right away who they're facing, right? Who are they facing? Yes, it would have been a benefit, but you got to come prepared, man. You, you didn't do it. You you didn't say it. You forgot the Marlins five minutes ago. I had it written down, but I made a stronger case. I made a stronger case of why 
He his. I can't wait till I'm judge. I'm throwing your ass in contempt. Well, I feel like it's gotta be me against Kevin now since we both won. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, obviously you can't have this freaking loser doing a third it's time. Right. Embarrass yourself. Right. I got kids, Michael. I can't be embarrassing myself in my own podcast. You know what? That's it. That's a wrap. This show's over. Find a new host, Kevin. All right, deal. <laughs> wow, you that you should have fought. I thought you were gonna say, "Don't do that." Oh, that's like when you tell your parents you're gonna run away and they kick you out. So fun. You sound you sound like you're talking from experience. Oh, you caught me. That is actually what happened one time when I was a kid. Story for another time. All right, so I will be the judge. I will shut my trap. You guys decide who's going first, who's going second, and I will pick. Neither one of you to win because you neither you picked me to win. <laughs> I'll go first this That's time. Perfect. Yeah, go I'll ahead. Go, first. go ahead. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right, Maddie. My next pitcher is going to be J.A. Happ. Um, this upcoming week, he is in Seattle. And um, for those who don't know, Seattle's been no hit twice, right, this season. Um in their last seven days, they have a strikeout rate of 27.1%. Um, Seattle versus lefties isn't really good. Kind of like what I just mentioned with Lopez, but vice versa. 85 WRC plus against lefties. Low OPS, low Woba. They don't get on base against them. They just haven't been really good. And as for J.A. Happ, when he has faced weaker offenses like Seattle, he has faced Pitt, Cleveland, Detroit, Texas. He has a 2.43 ERA. So I think Hap can really take a lot, uh, you know, good advantage of weaker offenses, especially against one that can't hit lefties. I think he's the way to go. Pretty convincing argument. Kevin, <laughs> your turn. Right. Well, J.A. Hap's a, you know, he's a solid pitcher. I like him. But he doesn't have a day named after him. All right. My guy is Martin Perez, right? It's Perez Day, baby. That's the guy you need to go get. That's the guy you need to add. All right. Reason why you want to add him. Easy. Easy, easy, easy. All right. He, over his last seven games, four and one, 3.38 ERA, 37 and third innings pitched, 32 strikeouts, the walks only 12. If you want to go even further, his last 15 games, four and three. Not great, but so be it. His ERA, 388. In the same area code, right? Pretty good, pretty consistent. 60 innings pitched, 54 strikeouts. Shows in his last 15 starts, he's getting those strikeout numbers. He's giving you consistently three, between three and four runs allowing for a streamer. That's exactly what you're looking for. You don't want a guy that's going to blow up every Every other start, he's going to consistently give you what you need to just get you through that week, get you through those little time lapses between your aces going. So if you're looking for someone to keep keep your team ERA, give you some strikeouts, Martin Perez is your guy. Mr. Perdios approached the bench. <laughs> no, no. Who's he playing next week? <laughs> Who's he pitching against? Huh? Well, that doesn't help my argument. He just got lit up against Houston, so it kind of doesn't help me. You know, so I'm actually going to take that into consideration. That was a smart tactical play. 
to leave that the, the, the opponent in your back pocket. <laughs> ah, as judge, I take this very seriously. You know, uh, I went to school for many years. Uh, I was a poor lawyer in many trials that I apparently lose over and over again, If as you've seen here tonight. But I am going to side with Mr. Michael Simeone because, quite frankly, every time you start Martin Perez, regardless of how good he's pitching, you gotta, you got, you're a little toy, you know, you're a little bit of toy, you're a toy tiger. You're not exactly <laughs> confident that he's going to go out and shove. And it, believe me, I'm a Sox fan. Love what I've seen. Uh, but, uh, you know, that caper nine is the highest it's been literally ever in his career, but um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say no to Martin and I'm going to side with Mr. Simeon. So, Mr. Simeon, you swept the – you swept. Yes, I swept. You did pretty, pretty damn good here tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys didn't really talk about opponents much. I think that was your weak point there. I think, you know, and as any good uh, – whatever you want to call me is, you got to study and you got to get better and you got to practice. So the first thing I'm going to drill next time we do Aaron Judge Judy is opponent, opponent. Listen, opponent, <laughs> opponent, opponent. Opponent stats matter, obviously, because if you're streaming, who gives a crap what he's doing against San Francisco if he ain't pitching against San Francisco? So that is a rookie mistake on our parts. We're glad we had a pro here tonight to school us on the art of streaming. Michael, you were fantastic tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, anything you want to say, anything you want to you know, comment on, anything you want to leave the people with before we sign off and say goodnight here, right here, right now. Now let's go, Mets. <laughs> let's go. Hey, huge Marcus Simeon, Marcus Stroman fan. So, you know, nice. I'm a, I'm there a, go. Where, where, where do you live, Michael? New York? Uh yeah, I live on Long Island, New York. Yeah. Oh, oh, an Islanders fan. Uh, I'm not a hockey guy, but if you were, did you, did you, if you I, to jump I, the my family are Islanders fans though. Well yes. then congrats. That was a great right, series against our Bruins. Later, you know, uh, <laughs> that's it. That's the next show. Have a great night. I'll see you later. <laughs> hockey sucks. We just said that way. I'm just kidding. Hockey's great. Hey, easy over there, Maddie. That's me going, nah, 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 poo, poo, whatever. <laughs> Kevin, anything you want to let the people know before we say, Good night. Uh, no, you know, um, I agree. Go Mets. I'm pulling for the Mets. I got to, you know, I want them to be the best team in New York for sure. Um, I can agree again, with that. I can definitely agree with that. You know, Yankees suck. We can all agree on that, yeah. right? The three yeah. of us can come together and say yeah. the Yankees yeah. suck. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean, my biggest thing is going back to my takeaways, pay attention to how the MLB handles this. I do think everyone's using something. They're just, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying type of thing. Um, and I don't think this is a, you know, Garrett Cole-esque guy. I know he's going to be the face of this, but he's, it's not just him. I, I would say there's probably over 70% of the league is using something. Um, and pay attention to how the MLB handles this. This could really affect your starting pitchers. Um, so my biggest takeaway, keep a close eye on this, see what, see what, um, the MLB decides and, you know, I think it's going to be, again, it's going to be bombs away for the hitters for the next couple of weeks. Certainly possible. And, you know, the MLB is, uh, 
I mean, there is not an organization on planet Earth that shoots themselves in the foot more than the MLB. I mean, you got a, oh, a sticky substance situation, and then one of your brightest stars, Pete Alonso, drops a bomb on the world the other day talking about the, the ball changes based on free agency class. And you know what? That's the man crazy. might be onto something. And yeah, that, that would be wild. Point. And I, I would not doubt that these, you know, these rap owners are doing things like this to, to drive the price down. I mean, let me just go on another sidebar real quick. I'm just going to make this quick. Arbitration process is the worst thing in professional sports. Hands down. You have your own team going into a boardroom to tell you why you suck at baseball so that they can save what? $75,000, doesn't matter. They're billion dollar corporations and they take pride in telling their own players that they're not as good as they think they are. And I think that, you know, that's why you get such a battle. But anyway, we'll talk about that maybe. Maybe, Michael, you want to come on and vent about MLB's woes. We can have you on another show. <laughs> but that's going to wrap up episode 16 of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. Michael, thank you again so much for coming on. You can follow me on Twitter at Matty Kiwum. Follow Kevin on Twitter at Perdios95. And follow the show's Twitter handle at High Heat FBB. You can find our guest, Michael, on Twitter at SPStreamer. Make sure you check out his Twitch stream. That's that's called SB Streamer. He's on there pretty much almost every day, right? Talking streamers, talking your picks, talking all things starting pitching. It's it's information you need if you want to win in your league. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and also check out his podcast on the bump streaming. Like I said, super important in fantasy baseball. And Michael is just simply the best. We talked about this at the top of the show. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the bottom of the show too. Doug Ishikawa, you're the man. You're a tremendous host. And again, Michael, please say what's up for me. Just say what's up. Definitely you. will. Thank you. Thank you. Every morning when the market opens, you can find FBB Market Watch Thread on mine or the High Heat's Twitter handles. CouchGuysports.com is where you can basically get everything that is CGS related, including mine and Kevin's articles. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, because that's where you can get access to the videos of some of our podcasts and anything else video related. Thank you all for listening. And if you can't take the heat, get your ass off the field because this is High Heat Fantasy Baseball. Tune in next week. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>